player coach, you are in the game every single day. So are your people. So it's really important that you are bench coaching. That is today's topic. Be the bench coach. We talk about bench coach daily. Remember, a sports team's in the game once or twice a week and training it all the time. You're in the game every day and so are your people. So they need to be acknowledged for good work. So enjoy the show and get out there. Start bench coaching. Welcome to the Player Coach Podcast for tips on how to grow your business, strengthen your team and increase revenue, all while you work more efficiently and enjoy better work-life balance. You can learn our unique player coach system for free by heading over to playercoach.com. So one of the things I see a lot in particularly the player coach, but even leaders of all levels, is a need to fix people. That they think that if they see a problem, and I think maybe it's hardwired in our DNA to see threats. And then when we see a threat, we want to deal with that threat. And I think that as coaches, we often see the gaps in people. We see that the brain thinks that's danger. So we have to deal with it. We have to fix it. And there's something maybe instantly rewarding about that. The feeling that I have, I fixed that problem. Now they are better because I've told them what they need to be better at. So we see that in sports a lot. I've done that myself. I've been on the bench and I'm trying to tell players, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. And they're kind of just looking at me. And, and then you tell a player that five or six times through a game, they're like, I don't even know if I'm coming or going. Anymore. What is my role here? And one of the things I learned, and this plays massively on the, the ask, don't tell skill, if you like, because it is a skill to practice it. It's to actually help players think through how they showed up on the rink or how they played, whether that is during the game. And I guess sports like inline hockey, ice hockey, basketball, where there's unlimited substitution, you actually are a bench coach. The players are coming off and you have an opportunity in that moment to ask a question, to challenge or to share some feedback, which is positive for the most part, so that they go back on the, on the ice or the court better. And it's exactly the same for your team, you know, whether they are going on a sales call and you want them to go back on that sales call and be even better whether they're going to go back into that pitch or go meet that client or go into a new project. We really want to be able to be the bench coach and be able to switch that on. So your ability as a player coach to be on the field yourself and then stop, compartmentalize your role and be the bench coach is a challenge, but a necessary challenge and and certainly something to challenge yourself to do. Personally, I believe that the bench should always be positive. Of course, there, there have been times when I've lost my temper, I'm human and I've lost my temper. And it's usually, again, going back to behavior because of some kind of behavior, not because somebody made a bad pass or a bad play. I don't want people to play with fear. I want them to be in a, a challenge state, excited. And your people should feel the same way. So we want to always be looking for opportunities to give positive feedback, positive reinforcement. And there's a skill to this. You know, there are a few things that we need to be mindful of when we are being the bench coach in a business environment. And that is, the first one is, it's always talk about the positives. I know that might sound a bit fluffy and you think, I've got to, I've got to solve this problem over here. Be patient with that. For the most part, people tend to solve it themselves through your questions. But people are quite self-directed as human beings. You know, if you give them the space, some pick it up really quick, some take a little bit longer, but they're on their journey. So we always look for the positives. And I would always ask 
somebody, whether it's someone on my sales team or, you know, when I was coaching sports, it's what were the highlights for that? What do you think you did well in that game? Or what were the highlights on that phone call you had or that meeting? And the reason why I say that is because if I ask somebody who's feeling a little bit bruised, perhaps isn't, is a little frustrated, and I say to them, how's it going? They probably, for the most part, are going to say it's terrible. And then we're going to have a conversation about how terrible things are. And then I'm going to try and fix that. And I'm going to try and raise them up. And I don't want to do that. What I want them to do is recognize that they're actually doing some really good things by asking them, hey, what's going well? And how did you do that? How did you prepare for that? How did you make that work for you? And you start to see the body language change from these people that are feeling a bit bruised to, oh, yeah, I am doing some good stuff out there. And actually, that, that makes me feel good. Okay. So looking back on that, what are some of the things you would have done differently? And I want you to think about development and feedback as an opportunity rather than, okay, so you're really good at this, but you're really bad at this. I don't want my people thinking, oh, I'm good at this, but I'm bad at this. Because people will walk away thinking or remembering the bad stuff, not the good stuff. So what we want to do is build on the good stuff. We've talked about the highlights. Tell me what are some of the things you'd have done differently? Well, I guess I would have done this. Well, how would you have done that? I'd have done it this way. I've done that. Okay. So is that what I'm going to see next time you go out there or next time I see you play? Yeah, that's what I'm going to focus on. So there's one thing that we can focus on. And I would always ask my people to focus on one thing. Now you might see it and say, well, there's 10 things I need my people to be better at. Well, if you give them 10 things, they're going to do nothing. If you give them one thing, they can do that one thing really well and they can practice it. They can improve on it. And then the next time you go back, we'll work on something else, something else, something else. And then we see the improvement happen. And people stay motivated. Now, that's a way of using the ask, don't tell to help people think about what's working well and what they could potentially be better at. But there is a time and a place where we just need to be direct and we just need to tell people. I would always encourage, encourage you to find opportunities to tell people good things they're doing. You know, tell them. But there needs to be evidence. You know, again, in sports, it's usually on camera, right? There's nowhere to hide. In business, it's a little bit more challenging. So you've got to look out for those opportunities to tell people, hey, I saw you do this and the, the impact you had on our business was this or the team or the effect you had on your results was this. And I'd really encourage you to keep doing that or think about how you improve on it. And there's sometimes a place to say to people, hey, I noticed that you did this thing that's maybe a negative thing and that affected us in this way. And I'd like us to have a conversation about how we stop that from happening again. Is that cool? And keep it simple. You know, have a conversation about how they can develop on it. But don't feel that you've got to tread on eggshells or skirt around the issue or avoid it. Just remember that that one conversation is probably the conversation that someone will remember in 10 years that could have been the catalyst for a completely new trajectory in their career or in their performance. And they'll look back on it and thank you. So embrace the role of the bench coach. Be positive. Remember, you are in the game every single day and so are your people. You're not a professional sports team where you play once a week and train and maybe play some golf in the afternoon. You are in the game every day. Your people are in it and they need to be encouraged and motivated through these conversations. Help them go back out better. But also every now and then, hold a mirror up, but just make sure there's evidence. You're not just having these kind of sweeping statements, oh, you're always like this, you're always like that. It's got to be evidence-based. When you do that, you'll see people get better and better and better. But what we do know is if you avoid these conversations, people actually prefer to, and I'm not suggesting you do this, but it's a bit like toddlers. 
toddlers would rather act naughty to get attention and have no attention at all because they'll still see it as nurturing. Well, your team are kind of the same. They'd rather have some kind of feedback than nothing at all. Don't let your people feel isolated out there because they'll decide for themselves and they'll probably assume that they're not doing very well. The biggest problem I see in this situation when it comes to being the bench coach in business is that they see a problem. The player coach sees a problem and they want to fix that problem. So they spend, I've seen it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just talking at the person. We see parents do it to their kids. Behave. Are you listening to me? Are you doing, you know, the grown-ups are often a little bit different, but they, they spend 10 minutes just trying to fix this person. It keeps going and going and going because they're not getting anything back, right? So they just keep talking and trying to come up with more solutions and more solutions. And the person's just like, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Like I, you know, versus asking me some questions. If I'm, you know, that person, getting me to think, getting me to think about what I'm doing well. So avoid that download, that desire to fix people, to come up with solutions all the time for that person. Remember, we can't change people. We can only help them reflect. Change has to be self-directed. You've got to give people the space and ask them the questions to make them think. So go out there, have your conversations and gamify. Make sure that you are looking for opportunities to give your people feedback on a day-to-day basis. Remember, they're in the game. You need encouraging. And have these conversations where you can get them to think, to reflect on their performance. But always start with the highlights. Always start with the strengths, what's working well, and then help them build on the areas that they need to develop. So go out there and have those conversations. Thank you for joining me on the Player Coach Podcast. For more tools and techniques on how to thrive as a player coach, head over to playercoach.com, access the free training, and sign up for one of our free webinars. My name is Andrew Silito, founder of the Player Coach Blueprint, and we are delighted to have shared with you how to succeed from the sidelines. See you next time.